Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Yes, welcome in on this Thursday. This week is flying by. I was about to say Wednesday. It's not Wednesday, it's Thursday. Moving fast. Glad you guys are with us. I'm Michael Borky. He's Brian Haydad. Uh, I've got some bad news for you. Richard will be back tomorrow. At least I think so. Yeah. Right? I, I, I mean, I think it, he is. Either that. It, there, there, there's, there's two ways to look at what's what's. Hold on. Yeah, let me get this down here. It's like, what's wrong here? My, my, it, it's the Jamelis effect. He's, he was in here. Come tonight. on, Jim. Um he, Wonderful guy, like by the way. Jim's the best. E- either Richard will be back tomorrow, or I will host our live remote from the Oxford, from Ole, the Ole Miss Banking Symposium, which could be hilarious. Yes. Actually, imagine me trying to ask those guys questions. I would prefer that, honestly. And what I would do, I would take my face off the screen, I would just leave my body, I'd just let Haydad for three hours at the Banking Symposium in Oxford just, just exist however you want to. So, money, huh? We all need it. <laughs> Tell me more about it. <laughs> how can I get more? Uh, how do you do it? How do I get more while doing less? Yeah. I've Googled uh, like passive income, and some of the results crack me up. It's like, start a blog. It's like, do you have any idea like, how hard... Writing stuff that is consumed by enough people to make you money is. I googled passive income. Like, give me an app that I can just like scroll on my phone after my son goes to bed, and I will make money for it. Those apps don't. Ex- it's not a real thing, by the way. But yeah, yeah passive income. Tutor, like like do Zoom tutoring for kids in China. <laughs> Again, what? <laughs> that sounds really hard. Wait, <laughs> wait, what? What do you have to speak Chinese? I don't know. I, I feel like you would have to speak Chinese. You would so think. step one, learn Chinese. Oh man, I I'm so excited. My uh, my son's little best friend at school is uh, a Chinese American, and he speaks Chinese. Yeah. And so I, I hope that James is going to start picking up some some foreign language, and then when he like hangs out with other kids that are not his. Uh, Chinese American friend at school, and he starts saying Chinese yeah. words that all the parents are gonna be like, "Oh wow, he can speak another language." Yeah, yeah, we work really hard at it. You know, Dad of the yeah. Year over here. There you go. 
There you go. Good job. <laughs> That's smart. Like that. 601-879-4395 is the text line. Dwayne says, be a TikTok influencer. I yeah. I have a, a, a family down the street. Okay. They've got... Um, I don't know how old the girls are. They're, they're teenage daughters, though, down the street. And they are always, always in their driveway filming TikToks. And not like what it's become, which is just all kinds of stuff, like Malcolm Reed's on there, if, if you want to get barbecue tips yeah. and stuff. They're, they're doing the old-fashioned oh, yeah. They are just doing their yeah. dances. And Maverick and I were running by, and I guess she didn't notice when she because she had her, her phone set up on a little tripod, and we were in their, in their driveway in the street behind her, and so Maverick and I were, were running by, and I stopped and, like, like danced too. I hope that's on TikTok somewhere. I don't know her name. I'm not going to ask. It's like, hey, what's your daughter's name so I can follow her on TikTok? It's just not something that you can ask a grown man. That's no good. That's no good, Borky. Don't do that. But I do want to know if I made it in the video. So, Like, Madison Central High School Uh, could have this this dude dancing in the background going viral, viral, like in their little group messages, and I have no idea. I want to know. We got a suggestion for you to start an OnlyFans. I, I don't know, man. I mean, you're not my type, but my I'm wife thinks you're good looking. Out there, my, my wife thinks you're good looking. Uh, I described you. Give me six dollars a month. I mean, I don't know what you're offering, but uh, <laughs> she when she when she first met you, I described you. I was like, he's a big gold Adonis, and then she met you, and she was like, you weren't kidding. He's a big gold Adonis. I told you, he's a, that's what he is. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just an idea. It's just an idea. There's no bad ideas. We're just floating ideas here. So, uh, also, someone from the 662, I am 100% all in on Hey Dad at the Oxford Banking Symposium. Me too. 100. It would be the greatest three hours we ever had on this show. I mean, the sports stuff would just be the, sto- the sports stuff. But those end-of-the-hour uh, segments would be gold. Yeah, they would. So, you know, I got a mortgage. How can it be less? Yeah. <laughs> What's your secrets? And that answer right now would be, do not ask that question again. Because you don't want to know yeah. what the answer to that question is. No, 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 I don't. I don't want to know any of that stuff. Yeah, refinance yeah. right now, your uh, mortgage payments will triple. Yeah. No, we're not going to do that then. No. All right, that sounds good. Crypto, huh? Yeah, that sounds interesting. Dogecoin. Let's say I had, let's say I had a hundred bucks to throw into the crypto market. What could I get for that? Got to ask him about NFTs. That's what you got to ask him about because no, no, that's 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 a thing of the past. They don't exist that's anymore. Why, like, I, I, but I want to ask these finance people. You all knew that this was stupid, right? Like, I know some people made money on them because they capitalized on the stupidity, but. Digital pictures of a penguin with a goofy hat on was selling for hundreds of thousands of dollars. All of you knew this was dumb, right? I'm just mad. Nobody here bought into that, right? I'm mad. I'm mad that all those images that I right-clicked and saved just to prove a point, now totally worthless. Worthless. What a shame. Because I didn't have the blockchain. I know about the blockchain. I'll take that back. I take that back. I know what the word blockchain is, See? but I don't know what the blockchain is. But I can talk about it. Oh, well, you know, if you got the blockchain, yeah, you're, you're sitting pretty. So I'm probably wrong. I, I believe the blockchain is essentially the thing that verifies 
who owns that image, essentially. Um, I think that's kind of what it is. But again, NFTs have, have completely just you know failed. Um, yeah, miserably because uh, of yeah, of course they did. If someone you, says I should do XRP or XLM crypto, I don't know what those are. I don't know either. I'm gonna go. I, I like X. I like XLM because XL that describes my life. I'm, I'm extra large. Is there a four XLM? Not anymore. There's yeah, not. Well, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, you're. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But still, yeah. You know, I just you know, I live an XL life. Man. So there's a thing that happens in sports sometimes uh, where you spend an... Uh-oh, what did we get? That's why they go to Nepal and start a Mississippi sports show. Apparently they love it. I was talking about that last night on Thunder and Lightning Live. Yeah. Thunder and Lightning is the number two rated sports news podcast in all of Nepal. Oh, there they go. As they're going up Everest, as they're going up Everest, they're listening to me and Robbie giving them motivation. I just got a text that said, did I'm you huge, know you can sell your bathwater on OnlyFans? I just got that message. Uh, no, I, I just I, I just I threw up a little that. bit in my mouth. I, I, a little bit in my mouth. I just I just threw up. But here's the thing. I don't know if I don't I don't know if that would be my can, angle. Like I want I want I want to be in a house where the package arrives and the wife is like, "What's that?" And the husband has to come up with a reason that he bought some chick's bath water. That's a thing that because we're we're all insane. Like I would like to know though. Now that the guy brought up me having an OnlyFans to make extra money, like how much okay. could I sell a picture of me shirtless on the internet for? Like what would that go for? <laughs> I think for me, for me, it, people would pay more money for me to take and put my shirt back on. Like I would have I could blackmail people. Be like, if you don't send me a thousand dollars, I'm going to send you a picture of me with no shirt on. How about that? A, a nice like I, I could make eight by twelve. I could make framed. Money. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I do the Costanza. You know, on 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 the bearskin <laughs> rug. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, you know, I can't I can't do it because I'm sitting down. If but, we ever do yes. a Sports Talk Mississippi calendar, that picture is going on there. Oh, it's all that's that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Luke says yeah, he wants listen my feet to our pics. Luke, what? Another one? Sell your feet? What? What is wrong with you people? <laughs> <laughs> you say that, and then like in two weeks, somebody walks in the office. You got the camera out. Your yeah. shoes are off. Like, what are you doing? Nothing. I'm multitasking. <laughs> you never said I couldn't work my other job here. Mark All right, says, the show is set. We're good. We're show is set. It's good. We're good. Don't worry about the show. Yeah. I had a minute. I took a pick of my feet. All right? Unless you want to give me a raise, this is going to be happening. If you hadn't barged in, you wouldn't have known. Knock next time, Will East. <laughs> you have your first client, by the way. Somebody said, I'll gladly pay you I, to not send that picture. Mark in Gulfport. Uh, so there you go. Mark, let me give my, my Venmo information. I'm gonna, I am gonna. I got all these phone numbers here. I'm going to start texting them. You're about to start getting shirtless pics of me. Here's my Venmo. If you want to stop that, you know what to do. Serena's having my fun today. My tips on Twitter are open. Mine are, too, and I never get them because please don't do that. Uh, Serena says, I love <laughs> you guys more every day. NIL for sports we show love you hosts. Too, Serena. Exactly. Yes. That, I mean, that's our version exactly, of NIL. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm not good at football, so I, I need another income stream. Anyway, well, uh, we'll buckle down a little bit. That was fun, though. Fun first 10 minutes. Sports Talk know. Mississippi. I don't know. Yeah, we may not. We'll be right back. Let's go. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. Don't hurt yourself. Sports Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi. It is sometimes Sports Talk Mississippi on a Thursday. We appreciate you guys hanging out and being a part. Adam is right. He said, hey, you asked for money ideas. This is your fault. And... That's he, true. He, it's not wrong. He's right. Somebody said uh, that they would gladly uh, pay to see you do stand-up. Hey, Dad. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I feel like I'm only funny in situations. You know, like stuff has to happen and I can react to it quickly. I don't know that I can just sit there and make up jokes, though. So... I like like I listen to a lot of stand up. I really really like yeah. it. It's an entertainment piece for me. I, like I spent the last two days catching up on the latest episode of Kill Tony, uh, which this week's not that great. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, right. The the guys that pardon my take are uh, doing a punishment. They do picks every week. The the number one sports podcast in the world, the Barstool guys. They they do picks every yeah. week, and the loser in their podcast group. There's like six of them. The loser has to do a full hour behind a microphone. And they don't have to necessarily do stand-up. It's just you and a microphone for an hour, and they are going to pack a theater and make them do it. And the next-to-last guy has to do 10 minutes uh, or 20 minutes as an opener. And that's their punishment. An hour. An hour. That's incredible. Just you and a microphone in a crowded room expecting you to be funny. That is punishment. That's tough. Comedy is no joke, man. Oh, it's not. And, and so Kill Tony is a... A show where they'll they literally have a bowl of names in it, and they're they're in Joe Rogan's venue in Austin. Uh, I think it's called the Mothership, and they have all these people that sign up to do one minute, just sixty seconds is all they're asking. And these are people that have done stand up for years, and they've moved to Austin to, to make their way in stand up. And one minute almost never goes well. Like they are all so bad, yeah. and then the the panel on stage, which is all a bunch of established comedians, just roast them after. They do their one minute. He's got some regulars, and it's really, really funny. It's also very vulgar. Don't listen to it if you want to uh, around your children. But these people yeah. that have been doing this for years can't get a minute. Like, they, they can't even get a laugh in one minute. And and punishment being up there for an hour. I think, though, hey, Dad, if you were able to, like, prep, you could do 10 minutes and make me laugh for 10 minutes. I really do think that you have that in you to do that. Uh, I appreciate that. and don't, don't get me wrong, but... Like I said, you know, just the thought of sitting down and writing out jokes. I think, I, like I said, I think I'm only funny when I have stuff to react to. Somebody says something, and I can just I come up with with quips, but I don't know that I can just sit there and just tell you a story, and it, it just gets funnier as we go. Yeah, like the the you know, like the stuff that like Tom Segura is a as a comedian I enjoy. Very and good. I, I mean the way he puts his stuff together. I I don't I don't, I don't know. I mean I guess I I guess at the end of the day everything's kind of anecdotal. So it's about finding the humor in the situations that you have, but at the same time, I don't know. Th- I don't know that I could do it. Yeah, so, uh, recent. I could be like Anthony Jezelnik and just be the worst person that ever lived. He's really funny though. 
Joe says uh, we could offer a pay-to-play sports pick service. You do most of the work already. Here's the thing, though, Joe. That business would last <laughs> two weeks. Yeah, our, our, <laughs> we would make our, 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 our clients would, after the first week of, you know, no returns, would probably abandon us. But we gotta get the, we got to get money up front. That's a one-time payment of $1,000, non-refundable. Or what we can do is the uh, multi-level marketing where we start Ooh. the pick service and then we recruit people to work under us and then they yes, recruit people now. to work under them and just send that it's money It's not even up. a scheme, really. It's just, yeah. yes, we're all going to get rich quick. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go make a call. <laughs> Uh, who, who still uses calling carts? I don't know. A show of funny hate ad quips. That would work. That would uh, actually actually work. We've gotten a ton of messages. We appreciate all of you. Uh, really do. This uh, gonna have some sports talk today. Maybe Terry. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. We'll get around to it. I did have that rare moment as a sports fan last night. That just that doesn't happen. Depending on the team uh, or, or the city that you're from or whatever, where. You spend all offseason, and I know I talked about yesterday how I had no optimism whatsoever about New Orleans sports in general, but the, the Pelicans went in the yeah. last night. and it's, But I read every practice report. I watched every interview. I mean, I, I've been bookmarking all the shirts that I'm about to buy uh, for this season. I've been looking at the games that I can go to later on where they're on a Saturday or Sunday so I can get down to New Orleans and go see them play. Like, I've been doing all that this offseason, like all of you fans do. The Mississippi State baseball schedule came out today, and I know people are already looking at it. WL, WL, here's how many wins we can have. I did all of that stuff. And by the way, uh, as Haydad pointed out to me in the break, we'll get to the schedule in a little bit. No Power five non-conference games for Mississippi State baseball this year. Not a one. Not one. Not a one. Uh, but I did all that, and I watched them play last night, and they played great. They were dominant. Zion was electric. Brandon Ingram was smooth. CJ McCollum hit shots. And after the game was over, I thought, this is never going to happen to me again. I need to embrace this while I have it. An offseason filled with optimism, and then boom, they play so well. And a guy on Twitter tells me earlier, well, Zion's going to get hurt, so don't be too excited. It's like you just ruined what, what was a great night for me in my sports fandom. Thank you. But for, for one day, hey, Dad, I got to enjoy my basketball team. People are just terrible. I know, right? Everybody. Just let me enjoy things. Literally everyone. Zion had a 17 second. It literally took 17 there's, seconds. Working. There's no enjoyment allowed of anything. No. Zion dunked on Jaron Jackson Jr.'s head. Who Jaron Jackson played great last night, too, but dunked on his head. And 17 seconds later, he gets a half-court alley-oop pass from Ingram. I forget who he dunked this one over. In 17 seconds, two posters in a row, and I'm tweeting about it, and the guy's like, oh, he's going to get hurt anyway. What a jerk. I had fun last night, though. Um, and I know like the 10 of you that watched with me uh, also had fun. There is no news, by the way. We talked about it a lot yesterday because, frankly, it's like the, the biggest story in college football right now, the Michigan sign-stealing scandal. Each detail, each new report is more uh, scandalous, is that the right word, than the last, but more uh, brazen, more obvious. They, they had somebody, very clearly, there is somebody on the inside or previously on the inside that is leaking all of this information. Michigan has a mole. No doubt about it. Somebody is just handing all of the evidence out to the media. 
in the NCAA. There's been no real development since then except for this. The NCAA has uh, interviewed Michigan's coaching staff about this this week. They've either completed all the interviews or they are currently ongoing. But that's how quickly they are moving, which is very, as you guys know, very counter to how that organization usually operates. But they are already in Ann Arbor, apparently that this has taken priority over everything else they're doing, and they are now interviewing the Michigan coaching staff. That's the latest. That's about all that has happened since we got off the air yesterday. But still another step forward. Just I'm kind of sad that we haven't gotten any uh, scandalous details today. I, I've really uh, been like addicted to this story. I can't get enough of it. I, I mean, just how where the information is coming from, who that person is, who's funding the private investigation, all of it. I mean, I can't get enough of it, especially because it's possibly the best team in America. Evidently, Michigan also was like reaching out to other teams to like give them scouting reports. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I complete that completely slipped my mind, hey dad. Yeah. Yeah. There's reporting. Like, I, there. I think they were reaching out to like Ohio State's opponents and being like, "Hey, do you uh, you need any little help?" And you know, can the, you imagine? Can you imagine what this show would be like today if this was State and Ole Miss? Me, me, and Richard might actually fight. There might legitimately be blood. Possibly. Our, our text, the text line would look like a slot machine. It would just be going. There would be no stopping. None. God forbid this ever happened in this state. I mean, there are people in South Carolina that are now speculating, based on that report where Michigan was possibly giving that information to other teams, that think that South Carolina benefited from that after Michigan scouted Tennessee. There's something to that. There's something to that. I mean, you had you had the Tennessee fan telling people, like, oh, yeah, that, that, that was a thing. So... I, I, there's gonna, I feel like there's another thing about to break. I can feel like the, like the water's trickling out of the dam a little bit, and it, it's something's gonna happen, yeah. and that we're we're gonna get a player, we're gonna get a disgruntled player who hit the transfer portal. Who state's got a guy from Michigan? Do they now? Oh, <laughs> imagine if I request. Why do you want to talk to him? He doesn't play much. Like, why do you want to talk to him? No reason. Not at all. We just want to hear about his journey. And, uh, yeah, he's, he seems interesting. He's especially interesting now. Uh, yeah. No uh, no doubt. I I think it would probably be best for Mississippi State to not make him available, but we can dream, right? We can. We should. C.J. Stroud, uh, obviously former Ohio State quarterback, uh, was interviewed uh, about that. I believe he was asked about it yesterday. <laughs> And he said, you know, I'm trying to move on. I, you know, I've got a game to focus on this week. But, yeah, we knew something was up. Uh, from the 662, I want to fight an Ole Miss fan now just talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it on our OnlyFans page. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be right back in the Pearl River Resort studio. That Mississippi State baseball schedule is out. We'll tell you what's on it when we come back. What the heck are you doing? Sports Talk Mississippi, on your radio and in the game. Sports Talk Mississippi.
Welcome back in Sports Talk Mississippi. Michael Borky, Brian Haydad with you. We'll get to a couple of messages on that, and then we will turn around and uh, talk about that state schedule that just got released. I've been scrolling through the reactions, and people seemingly have the same one that we're about to have. Uh, a little underwhelming, but we'll tell you about that in a second. Somebody says, serious question. Does the NCAA have any real teeth anymore, though? What's the worst they could do? Show causes, bull bans, which I am with Borky on. I don't think that's something that should come from all of this. We talked about it kind of at the end of the show yesterday, but that's that's the deal here. Is there is no precedent. We don't know how they will handle something like this. But also, if I were... In that office, this to me would be a perfect opportunity to try to prove to people that, yes, I still have some. Because I don't think there's anybody out there that would see all of the evidence. And I've noticed that there are a lot of people that haven't read one second of any of the reporting on this. National shows, stuff like that. You know, throughout the day, I'll put national shows and and stuff on, just hear what everybody's talking about and gauge interest or, or whatever, maybe pick up some things. And the. Well, everybody's trying to steal signs. It's part of sports. It's still a take that people have after read it because they haven't read any of this. This is not everybody's trying to steal signs during a game. This is elaborate. It is well-funded. It is well-organized. And it is very, very much against the rules. And, I mean, you've got major coaches that are speaking out about this is not typical. Something needs to be done. Correct. So... I don't think you'll get any blowback from punishing them. And so you have to. What does that look like? I think coaches and and major fines. Um, I think the players should still be allowed to play every game for the rest of the season, but every coach that they have now caught red-handed being involved should be immediately terminated, in my opinion. That is what I think should happen to them. And the GAs that weren't involved can step up and coach linebackers for the rest of the season or or whoever. Uh, whatever needs to be done. I think the players should still be given the chance to play, though. So, weird needle to thread there. Yeah. I, I, I feel like, unfortunately, if there is major punishment, it's going to be shut them down. It's going to be take the season off. Yeah. Because, I, I t- look, I mean, if we're being honest, if I'm Ohio State, that's what I'm calling for. Yeah, I am. I'm screaming. Well, I mean, everybody else in the Big Ten, I am screaming at the conference office. They can't them. play another game. Yeah, and I mean, if you've already lost to them, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one thing with Michigan State and it's forty nine nothing, but I mean, yeah, you got you got you got beef there for sure. I would also tell their players though, you are immediately eligible. Mm-hmm. You, if you want to transfer somebody right now, if somebody will take you, you can play. That's, that's the easiest way to do it. Can you imagine the, the, the raid on Blake Corum? Oh, my gosh. Well, won't he be in the NFL? Everybody in the country. Any junior? Oh, no, no, I'm talking about they can play right oh, oh, now. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Right. You can go finish out the season somewhere else. Jeff said, I wish Southern Miss would get caught filling the opponent's sidelines so we could fire our coach. Uh, oh. Lucas said, if somebody associated with State or Ole Miss leaked that information... Like the sign stealing to the NCAA, that guy wouldn't be able to go outside his house. And I said, it wouldn't have a house. Be burned to the ground. They say, if if state fans found out that a their program was ce- st- okay stealing signs, well, first of all, I'd be like, why aren't they winning more games? But but secondly, and then they found out, hey, this is the guy who did it. 
You got. I mean, you got to move far away from Mississippi. Yeah. You got to get in the car. You'll you'll buy new furniture and new clothes when you get there. But you need to start driving, and when you, don't stop till you hit Wisconsin. Maybe Canada. Get all the way to Canada. Yeah. And. Oh yeah. We'll uh, so we'll see what happens. I mean, this is uh, Nick Saban and uh, Brian Kelly both. Uh, today and yesterday have called for putting the speakers in the helmets. Nick Saban on Pat McAfee's show today straight up said, you can basically end all this if you just put speakers in the helmets. We make too much money. There's no reason to not do it. He said it doesn't make any sense. Apparently, the hang-up, if you can believe it, shout out to the the lawyers out there, um, is liability. That if the helmets are altered, then the liability of any malfunction of the helmet would then fall on the schools. And they may not want to do that. But high school does it, and the NFL does it. If the NFL can figure out liability, then so can you with your team of lawyers and your fancy law school and all that crap. I mean, when I read that, I thought this is such a BS excuse to make the easiest solution to what is clearly a very bad problem. So we'll see. If Nick Saban's calling for it, it's going to happen. LSU's yeah. coach is calling for it. I, I feel like you're going to get more and more of that uh, in the coming weeks. Mississippi State baseball, really dramatically yeah. turning the page here, uh, but that's okay because yeah. it just came out a little while ago. Mississippi State baseball released their schedule for the 2024 season. Yeah, can you guys believe that? It's uh, the 2024 season is the next college baseball season. And what did you see? What's on it? And what do you think about it? It's pretty soft. Um, there's no Power Five schools on it at, whatsoever outside of the conference games. Uh, if I did, if I did the math on this right, only two teams on this schedule made the NCAA tournament last year in non-conference. That's Southern Miss and Samford. Um, their first three weekend series are against teams that finished last year with losing records. Um, I mean. It's it's design. It's a schedule that it, that your RPI will not be great unless you win a lot of conference games, but it might put you in a position where if you only win like thirteen conference games, you've still got you should you should have still thirty three, thirty four, thirty five wins. Um, just looking at it, just going over it real quick. They start the season off with Air Force on uh, February the sixteenth. That might have been a little bit more dramatic two years ago when that was that yeah. Skeens guy was there. That, that's State's revenge for Skeens not picking State. He's going to pound Air Force for three games. It's we'll not that nice. Goes. It's a service academy. Uh, Be respectful and win every I game know. by one. I, 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 if that happens, we got there's bigger issues. Uh, two games set with Austin P midweek. Then Georgia Southern comes in. Jackson State in the midweek. Then Mount St. Mary's. First, they don't leave they, the first month of the season. They don't leave uh, Starkville until the March the fifth, when they head to Jackson to play Southern Miss in Pearl. Uh, weekend series with Evansville. They had a, a winning record, but did not make the NCAA tournament. They were in the same conference as um, as Indiana State, who was really really okay. good last year. Uh, then those two games down on the coast, South Alabama and UNO, at uh, the at the MG, at MGM Park where the Shuckers play. And then conference play begins, and then you look at some midweek games. They do have a, a road midweek game uh, at Samford, which is sandwiched between two road series. So State plays Memphis on the 19th of March, and then they're not back at Diddy Noble until the April until April the 2nd uh, midweek game with Central Arkansas. 
Really beautiful uh, little campus there at Samford. I'm not being sarcastic at all. That is a, a really nice oh, I'm little sure it's campus. Nice, yeah. Uh, April twelfth through the fourteenth, they're at Ole Miss. That's you know that's a, that's kind of where the season turned for them last year. And then the weekend after that, the nineteenth through the twenty first, that's Super Bulldog weekend when they play Auburn. Uh, Governor's Cup is the fifth of uh, the first of May, uh, and then they finish the season out uh, with two home series. Or two out of the last three weekends are at home: Alabama at Arkansas, and then Missouri to finish it up. The SEC schedule for state is very very tough. The non-conference schedule is not. Yeah, and I'm scrolling through the reaction, and a lot of it is kind of the same. It's, you know, people are excited because, of course, they're excited. They love their team. They want to see them play. But, um, you know, maybe they tried uh, to to get better teams and bigger names, but this does just, from the 30,000-foot view on the surface, look like a schedule of a guy that knows that if he doesn't win a bunch of games, he's losing. He needs to win. There's one guy on here who replies, says, Zach Selman, y'all can do better than that. Selman doesn't have a whole lot of touch on this. The, 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 the schedule is set up by the baseball coach. more than, And the, the coaches set these schedules up. They deal with each other. I don't think the athletic directors play a huge role in the schedule making uh, for, for baseball. Yeah, I mean, the only thing you can do is go down to the office and say, hey, next year's better look better than this. Well... If, my guess is that if Chris Lamonis is here next year, that won't be a problem because it means he survived this year. Yeah, but it, or or it'll be somebody else you're talking to, one of the one or the other. You know what's crazy is we're not too terribly far from that. I mean, it's the second week of February. Next week it's November, so we're really not that far. Uh, from the start of baseball season. So State's full schedule is out. A little underwhelming, but when you play in the SEC, the RPI should be uh, okay anyway. Somebody says, what else is new with State's schedule? They always play a patty cake schedule, 15 to 20 games or so at home every year before conference. I don't think that's always the case, right? No. They usually play a tournament uh, outside of the uh, outside of the conference. They They've taken some road trips in the past. They played it at Oregon a few years ago. Um, yeah, that's, that's yeah, not the case. 601-879-4395 is the text line. 601-879-4395, the C Spire text line. If you want to be a part of the show, that is how you do it. We're so glad that you guys are with us on this Thursday afternoon. Hey, the World Series uh, is starting soon. Uh, a former Mississippian is going to join us. He covers uh, all Arizona sports now, or all Phoenix area sports. He'll join us in the 4 o'clock hour to preview the World Series. We've got a lot of college football talk as well coming your way. Also, football tonight. Let's look at that when we come back. I can't believe what I'm hearing. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Borky, to your point, yesterday on college football being second in viewership behind the NFL, wouldn't fully disagree, but I would more so say that there's a tie, if not MLB being second, between college football and October MLB as the D-backs game seven isn't comparable to an LSU-Alabama-Colorado-USC number. 
they drew over nine million more than any college football has done this year. That is, that's not true. Uh, he said, "Who cares about viewers when, in reality, the truly interesting and valuable stat revenue uh, stat is revenue in that category? College football is only dipping its toes in the water. Scary how fast it's going to jump over the next decade." Uh, so, uh, comparing a game seven to a regular season uh, game is kind of apples to oranges to begin with. But no, it, college football is is owned baseball. It's owned the NBA. It's owned hockey for what that's worth it is very much decidedly on top and uh it's only going to get better i think honestly with the the way trends are going but uh yeah major league baseball for what it's worth this year is is up uh year over year from last year the playoffs are, are doing really really well here's a stat of the day for you uh the first one of the day it's a uh a viewership thing you guys know how i'm kind of into that but the major league baseball postseason so far going well in terms of people actually watching it. Uh, the championship series round, so that's both of them, uh, had its best viewership since 2018. They averaged 5.2 million across all the networks for these games. This postseason's up 7% over last year, and you got to remember, no Yankees, no Red Sox, no Cubs. Dodgers were eliminated in three games. And this is uh, this is what baseball has done this year. People are watching more so than they did a year ago. So you love to see it. I mean, this is this is good stuff, and the clock rules have really helped and all that stuff. Anyway, football tonight. Hey, Dad, are you going to watch any? Buccaneers and who? The Bucks at the Bills tonight. The struggling Bills, yeah. at least relative to expectations, anyway. I might, I might watch some college football, but not Oh, not you don't want to see Baker Mayfield in Buffalo? That doesn't... Doesn't get you jacked up to watch some football? No. I can't believe it. It does not. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, college football tonight. I just can't get behind it. Syracuse at Virginia Tech tonight. Uh, Talk about a program that just slipped into irrelevancy. I mean, Virginia Tech has just, and like, they haven't exactly been like bottoming out like 1 11 bad. But does anybody think about Virginia Tech football anymore? Remember what they used to be under Frank Beamer? I mean, they had the Andrew Sandman, and they had these really good teams, and they were interesting, and people knew about them. If you're out there listening, can you tell me who the head coach at Virginia Tech is right now? Can you say his name? I know it. I know it. Okay, say it. I I had to think, though. I had to think about it. But it's Brent Fry, right? And can you name one player? Ooh, now that's See, it, a, no. And rewind ten years ago. Could you imagine? Oh, they, were, me? they had stars. Yeah, they had stars, and obviously everybody knew uh, who Beamer was. Hell, he's getting his son jobs that he probably isn't qualified for. Uh, so Syracuse, Virginia oh. Tech, also a a Sun Belt game tonight. Georgia State at Georgia Southern. Uh, that's a five and two and six and one team uh, going at it in the Sun Belt. So if Syracuse, Virginia Tech is not really your thing. Uh, tonight, then you can flip on over and see some good Sunbelt football. If you're not listening to Al Michaels kind of mumble his way through an entire NFL game like he did uh, last week. so yeah, He's getting heavily criticized for his calls of the Saints-Jags game. And, yeah. and I think, frankly, I think they're justified. He, I love Al Michaels. He's a legend, man. My favorite sports moment of all time wasn't even when I was alive. I wasn't alive during the Miracle on Ice. 
but I love the story and what it meant for the country, and his call is iconic. I get chills, and now, I mean, the Jack score, go ahead, touchdown well, on the fourth, and he's like, he's calling a funeral procession. Well, somebody made a point. I, I listened to a podcast, I were talking about this. I said, when you called things like the, the Miracle on Ice and all the great, incredible stuff Al Michaels has called, it's tough to be fired up for a Jags Saints game in week six on a Thursday night. I mean, I get it. I get it. Not everything can be the miracle on ice. You know, I mean, sometimes you just, you got a stinker game, you get stinker commentary. Yeah, it, uh, it is a shame. 601-879-4395 is the text line. 601-879-4395. You want to be a part of the show? That's how you can do it. 601-879-4395. Somebody brings up Michael Vick. Wasn't just Michael, right? Marcus, too? Yeah. Yeah. Plenty, pl- plenty of superstars back in the day for Virginia Tech. Not so much anymore. Not so much anymore. Again, text line 601-879-4395. Fast first hour. Glad you guys are with us. We'll talk a little World Series in the next hour. Got a college football fix coming your way. There is a story. You guys may remember a viral high school football story. Well, uh, somehow nobody involved is in jail, and the team's going to play again next month. I'll tell you about that story. I can't believe it. Couldn't believe it when I read it, but it is true. We'll tell you about that when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi. Yeah! On Super Talk Mississippi. Michael Borky and Brian Haydad with you. On this Thursday afternoon, we have Ole Miss Vanderbilt and Oxford, Mississippi State, Auburn, and Auburn on the Plains, Jordan-Hare Stadium. Weather's going to be fantastic this weekend, by the way. If you are going to either game, uh, enjoy, because a cold snap is going to follow, and it's going to be like 50 degrees. Yeah. So uh, embrace yeah. it while you I got saw it. next week we're going to have some, uh, about some freezing temperatures for the lows next week. You, you know, though? It's here. It's here. And oh, no, no. I'm ready. I'm ready. Man, My body is ready. Putting a sweatshirt on and some sweatpants and my house shoes and taking my coffee outside when it's 40 degrees is something that I love. I love mm-hmm. doing that. And then you come back inside and get down to the banana hammock and yes, take sir. the OnlyFans pictures. I mean, yeah. I got to make money. You got to make it's, money it's, somehow. It's the only way. Uh, so we got this text on the text line. Uh, guy said that he uh, had heard that Will Rogers uh, could possibly be ready for A&M or Southern Miss. And that's not dissimilar to anything that you've said on this show for the entire week. But uh, I do want to kind of spin that into a, to a question, though, is let's pretend, hypothetical here, that he was available and, and healthy and could play on Saturday. How much would that change the way you think about this game? How impactful is his absence for Mississippi State on Saturday? You know, I think State's going to win, I'll be honest with you. So it wouldn't hurt my prediction, for sure. Um, 
I, I guess that's the only way I can say it. Like, I already think State's going to win because I don't think Auburn is good enough offensively to do anything against Mississippi State. Even as bad as State's defense has been, I feel like we saw some improvement last week. Um, but Rodgers being out there would certainly give them, I think, a, a lot more in the passing game. Um, and Auburn's, you know, but Auburn's pass rush is pretty good. So I, I, you know, Mike Rogers, Mike Wright's, I, I just combined them, just made Mike Rogers. Uh, Mike Wright's legs could play a big role for State this weekend. So I think State's going to win with Wright. I don't think I would change my prediction if Rogers were playing. So you do think, and we'll do picks and all that tomorrow. But you, so you do think State's going to go over there and win? I do. I do. I think State's got some momentum right this second, and I think Auburn does not. I mean, I just I can't. Neither one of these teams is good offensively, but State has at least shown you that they have some ability to move the football. I can't take Auburn seriously when they can't score. I just can't. No. It, it's a broken record at this point, but man, I really would like to see them. I mean, what I'm afraid of for State is. The, the same mentality that happened last week is, well, you don't think that they're going to score on us very much, so uh, let's be conservative offensively. And, you know, it led to a win, but as we talked about, it probably shouldn't have. It did, but it probably shouldn't have. They protected Mike Wright so much in that game and didn't ask him to do really mm-hmm. anything. And I don't know if you're going to go on the road twice being that conservative yeah. And winning, what, when are we going to see them open things up with some creativity and, and get them out on the edges and, and let them throw it a little bit? I know he, I, I'm sure that interception on the opening possession of the game didn't inspire confidence in the play caller that he could do it. But as that game was going on, as you keep pointing out this week, he was 8 of 12. I mean, it's not like it, he was 3 of 12. He completed more passes, right. or over half of his passes. And the- so. I mean, I mean, there were a lot of short conservative passes, but I, I do believe that. I believe Barbe has just got to call plays, man. Just call the offense down and distance the way you would, period. And again, I want to point out, it's not like this offense has been clicking all year with Will Rogers back there. So call your plays. You know, tell maybe tell Wright to be a little bit, you know, quicker getting out of the pocket in one read, two read, go. Yeah. You know, don't 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 worry about checking the full scope of progressions. Use your legs if you can. Better for us to get two or three yards than you get back there and take a sack because you waited. Find some some more design runs for Mike Wright for sure. But just call your plays, man, and run your offense, and don't be hamstrung by it. And if it doesn't work out, it you know it, it doesn't work out. You know you'll see what happens. But like, I thought last week, as well as the defense was playing, State sort of gypped themselves out of some opportunities to take shots down the field. You know, they, yeah. the, when your defense is playing like that, that's when it's you can you can afford to be a little more aggressive and take some shots down the field. But Arnett and Barbe disagreed. Two messages back to back. Define quote can't score. They scored twenty one last week. Another one. Auburn put up eighteen on LSU and twenty one on Ole Miss. Is State's defense better than those two teams? Here, here's the thing: um, is eighteen and twenty one points a lot? First of all, it, it's it not. Just, it, yeah. Putting up 21 that's, points that's is not a lot. can't score. 21 points in today's college football is I you can't score. Uh, especially This is not 1985. Cuz cuz I said on Twitter after the Ole Miss game, you know, Auburn being bad helps, but Ole Miss's defense was dominant today. And a guy replied, "21 points is dominant?" I responded to him, "You clearly didn't watch the game." 
you didn't. Because when Ole Miss went up 28-14 and the game was over midway through the fourth quarter, Auburn had 160 yards of offense and five first downs. Seven of those 14 points came off of a turnover that they returned deep, an interception that they returned deep in Ole Miss territory, and the other one came on a busted, not busted coverage because it was a, a run play, but Ole Miss had a linebacker get out of position and a, one long touchdown run. Now those things happened. The garbage time touchdown with less than a minute left for Auburn, that, that happened. But their output against Ole Miss was nothing. Again, 160 yards and five first downs with seven minutes to go in the game at home. That is can't score. That is can't move the football. That is bad offense. Simple as that. And scoring on 18 on LSU's defense is, um, is certainly not an accomplishment. Yeah. Of course, they only scored 14. So, but yeah. that's not an accomplishment. It's not. It's not very much in hindsight. A what the hell happened there? There's some whataboutism happening here. You know, I I said Auburn's offense is not good. I also said State's offense is not good. But they have at least shown you a couple of times this season. I mean, I also got to remember Auburn only scored 14 points on Cal, a Pac-12 team, a bad Pac-12 team. Yeah, State scored 31 on Arizona, a mid-tier Pac-12 team. And if you want to say it's in regulation, they got 24 on them. So State's at least shown you a couple of signs of life here and there. They have not so much with uh, with Auburn. Yeah. Like it's power five opponents anyway. And a couple of seven and threes can't score also. Like like you said, no, that was bad. The whole genesis of this conversation is State can't do that again or else they're going to lose. They're just they're they're gonna lose if if they do it that way. I do wonder because you don't get the same team every week. You never do. There's always slight variances. Even the best professional teams, you don't get the same Chiefs team every week, and they're they're a machine at this point. Um, I, I do wonder what version of Auburn we're gonna see because the players are saying all the right thing. They are saying every correct thing in in, in press conferences. But when does that not happen? The the environment's going to be different than last week. State fans, I hope you understand where I'm coming from here. It's not a top 15 team. Right. You, you had top 15 Ole Miss coming to your place last week. Chance to get a big upset win. Not the case this week. Yeah. So I wonder, I wonder what kind of Auburn you're going to get on Saturday. We'll find out in the first five minutes, I think, how this game's going to go. I think yeah. we're going to know early yeah, how it's going to go. You should get a pretty early idea if State's able to move the football or if Auburn's able to move the football. I mean, if Auburn completes a couple of passes on their first drive, that's what, that's worry time for Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. If, if if Thorne comes out and he hits a couple of intermediate routes and you're like, how are those guys so open on a team that can't throw the ball for hardly at all, That that's a problem. Uh, for sure. For sure. 6 year one 879-4395 is the text on 601-879-4395. Somebody um, says, I hope they win, but it depends on what Auburn shows up for the game. Somebody says, hey, y'all got any more of them Chris Ralph, Nick Fitzgerald plays we could use this weekend? That's the play call. That's the playbook State needs to be working with, the Ralph Fitzgerald offense, yes. 
Somebody says, you will probably be just like Al Michaels, young fellow, if they offer you the millions of dollars you would keep on calling funerals too. Oh, there's no doubt. There's there's no doubt. He's he's absolutely lost his fastball, though, has, uh, has Al Michaels. I mean, again, the, the Jags score a go-ahead touchdown, you know, deep into the fourth quarter on the road, and it's... It, I mean, it's like he was calling a kneel down. I don't know. I'm, I get it. He's Al Michaels. He, he's the best. But when I notice broadcasters doing poor things, then a lot of people do, because I generally could not possibly care less about who's on the call of a game. And so if I'm noticing, then other people are as uh, as well. David yeah. Brandt will join us next. He uh, used to cover Ole Miss and Mississippi State here for the AP. He's now out in Phoenix covering Arizona sports. Diamondbacks in the World Series. He'll join us when we come back. I listen to it at work. At work. Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi. Did you get that memo? Yes, sir. Michael Borky and Brian Haydad with you. We go to the Farm Bureau Guest Line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, the AP's David Brandt, joining us right now. Used to cover Mississippi sports. Now he's over in Phoenix and uh, had a heck of a run out there when you consider what he's gotten to cover. Now uh, adding a World Series uh, to that coverage resume. David, I want to start here, though. I I know that uh, you're out there in Arizona covering, uh, what, NBA Finals teams and now a World Series team, and the Cardinals trying to tank for Caleb Williams. and uh, But I know you do keep up with uh, Mississippi sports some. So uh, you, you have an overarching take on the seasons that Ole Miss and State have had so far this year? Well, I just think that that Ole Miss is is really on a roll to do something special. If they, if they can keep it going, they've got that game against Georgia here in a few weeks. So I, obviously it's been a great season for them. I think, you know, State obviously with the tragedy of Mike Leach – it, it's just been a tough go trying to get you know used to a new coaching staff and just the way they do things, even though I know it was still part of Leach's staff. So it was a nice win over Arkansas, as, as ugly as it was, and maybe making uh, Mississippi State now has a chance to get on a little bit of a roll as well. Well, the Arizona Diamondbacks are on a roll, David. There's no question about that. And, you know, me being a Giants fan, I kind of follow the NL West. And, and the, the Diamondbacks started out really well. They were in first place for a while. They fell back in the middle of the season. And then as the Giants fell off, the Diamondbacks kind of came on. Where was the turning point for this team in the regular season? Well, you're right. I mean, back in June, the Diamondbacks looked like one of the best teams in the majors. And then it just fell apart for a few weeks. I mean, it's like a lot of things in baseball. It's a long season. You're always going to have a little bit of a lull. But, you know, they finally found kind of a third starter. You watched him in the playoffs. Brandon Fott has has really come on the last few weeks. He's not perfect. You know, he, he's still a young guy. But at least he gives them a third option down the stretch so they weren't relying so hard just on – Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen. And then I, I give a lot of credit to uh, the general manager, Mike Hazen, made a bunch of shrewd moves uh, right at the trade deadline. They added Paul Seawald, 
the closer from Seattle, who really solidified that back end of the bullpen and let the other guys do what they do better. You know, instead of being in the ninth inning, Kevin Ginkle moved to the eighth inning, which he's really good there. And then also, again, they brought up a rookie named Andrew Salfrank. They brought up, or they got Ryan Thompson off the waiver wire from the Rays, and that really solidified the bullpen. That helped. And then, honestly, they just started playing better. You know, Corbin Carroll had a little bit of a lull during that time. He started playing better. Cattell Marte really started to come along. Christian Walker started to hit homers. So I I really think for any team in 162 games, there's going to be a stretch of three or four weeks where you don't play that well. The problem for the Diamondbacks was that stretched for about six to seven weeks, and it nearly knocked them out of the playoffs. But obviously, they have gotten hot at the right time. And now they'll take on the Texas Rangers, another team that seems to have gotten hot at the right time. You know, and they they very impressive NL and ALCS wins. I think everybody kind of written in a, a Phillies Astros rematch, and instead we're going to get Diamondbacks uh, Rangers, which I say, if you're not a jerk, is a really exciting World Series matchup because there's some new blood, new faces, and things like that. When you look at this matchup, is there a team that stands out to you as, as you would say, yeah, they're probably going to win this? Well, I, I think the Rangers out of the gate just have the advantage right now. They're a little deeper on the mound. They've got Eovaldi, Jordan Montgomery. You know, I know Max Scherzer's been hurt, but it's still Max Scherzer. Um, you know, they've got their middle infield is one of the best in the game with Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. They've had that Evan Carter come up, who's just 21 years old, who's been awesome. So I, I think that probably depth wise, I, I would give the Rangers a little bit of an edge. Um, but the Diamondbacks, again, are hot. Their young guys are really coming to their own, feeling themselves. You know, Alec Thomas had that amazing home run in Game 4 and has been really good. Um, Brandon Fott, we talked about, has come and given them a, a, a third option. But I, I, I think that, you know, obviously the rest of the postseason hasn't gone like this as far as star power. But I think Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon is a great way to start for the Rangers. And, and I, I would give them a slight edge to start out, especially with them having – four of the seven games at home. I know that you're a big baseball guy, you know, just from your time here in Mississippi and the time we spent in the Duty Noble press box every now and then. I just, just from a personal standpoint, how enjoyable is it to cover these NLCS games, these high-stakes, high-pressure baseball games? Oh, it's awesome. It's, it's the pinnacle. I'll, I'll be real honest with you guys. It was tough to leave Mississippi. We lived there a long time. You know, I, I, I love the state. My parents still live there. I come back all the time. I only would leave for a, for a special opportunity and, and something in Phoenix where you have all four major professional sports. And I've been, I've been lucky enough now, you know, with the spring training and the baseball to cover a world baseball classic. Um, you know, the GM meetings, there's just a lot of stuff that happens in Phoenix. And so the, the playoff games are amazing. And, and, you know, it's really been great for, uh, the Diamondbacks fan base, because obviously they won. You guys probably remember they won a World Series in 2001 against the Yankees that went yeah. seven games. But since then, it's been pretty lean if you look at the year by year. They've made it a cut to the playoffs a couple times, but really, you know, the fan base had kind of atrophied a little bit just because they had been bad for so long. But they've really come back. The, the games, all the playoff games have been sold out. And so I, I think baseball in Arizona is really healthy. And there's, you know, it's it's just like, a big super regional game or a regional game. Anytime the house is packed, the stakes are really high. It's just a lot of fun to watch. And and the the NLCS, the the final game of the division series too. Those were those were awesome moments. 
If there's somebody uh, listening to this right now that has no rooting interest whatsoever, that Rangers, Diamondbacks, but they want to pick one, what would your sales pitch be to uh, somebody here in Mississippi to to pull for the Diamondbacks? What what is appealing about them? The Diamondbacks are just fun. Like when they're going good, it's it's a brand of baseball. Again, if especially if you're a veteran baseball watcher, you remember those Cardinals teams back in the '80s with Vince Coleman, Willie McGee, all those all those stolen bases. I mean, the Diamondbacks might not be at quite that level, but, you know, Corbin Carroll stole 54 bases. They've got multiple guys that stole at least 20. They hit and run. They, they bunt occasionally, God forbid, <laughs> in today's game. You know, they, they play great defense. They pitch it well. It's a, it's a really fundamentally sound team, and when they get going, you know, there's double steals. There's all kinds of things. It can be a really fun brand of baseball to watch. As somebody that's covered uh, you know, sports all over the country now at this point, did, I'm sure you saw it, the discourse around, oh, well, the ratings are going to be bad because it's not the Yankees and the Dodgers. It's teams from the, the lowly markets of Dallas and Phoenix, and this isn't good for baseball to have these, these teams in. What's the reaction been to that kind of stuff out there? I do think it's funny that Dallas and Phoenix are considered like smaller markets. Those are like two top ten media markets. I realize it's not, but you're absolutely right. Uh, you, you'd think that you know, like you know, no offense to these towns, but it's like Albuquerque playing Colorado Springs or something like that. You know, these these are big media markets. But anyway, <laughs> I, I think that you know the the Diamondbacks and, and the Rangers are are taking it in stride. I mean, like you said, unless you're kind of a jerk and just don't like baseball. This is really cool. I mean, the Astros, the Phillies, you know, the Dodgers, they've, they've all had a great run. But I think that everybody, you know, likes new blood once in a while. And I, I think that this is a good change of pace for baseball. And, you know, now that both teams are in the World Series, I don't think they really care what anyone else thinks about it. It's, it's going to be a great series. And, it, you know, it's going to be sold out all the games. I, I think it is going to showcase a couple fan bases that haven't been showcased in a while. David, only got a couple minutes left. Is this Diamondbacks team? Is, is this a team that you know you could expect to see in the playoff picture for a while here, or do they just catch lightning in a bottle this season? Well, I, I think that's what everybody's so surprised about. I, I think that this Diamondbacks team has been on the rise the last year or two, and I, just from my personal perspective, I think their window is just opening. I mean, they've got everybody under contract next year, except for maybe Lourdes Gurriel, I think, is a free agent. But, you know, Gabriel Moreno, Alec Thomas, Corbin Carroll signed an eight-year deal in the offseason. Merrill Kelly's going to be around a while. Zach, Zach Gallen is around one more year. They've got Paul Seawald next year. So this is a team that's set up for at least the next, I think, two, three, four years. Their, their window, this could be a team that's a problem in the, in the National League for quite a while. David, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Enjoy covering a World Series. Uh, like like we said at the top, your your coverage resume has been awesome. You got a uh, finals, you got to cover a Super Bowl, and now a World Series. It doesn't get much better than that, right there. And no, it doesn't. And he was sometimes in, it's better. To he be, was in Ruston. You're in yes, Ruston for third and ninety-seven. So I mean, that come was on. so awesome. Like I wouldn't trade that for anything. That was one of the most hilarious plays and everything. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. I, I've been fortunate to be be in some cool places. David, you're the best. Thank you so much. Thanks, David. All right, we take miss care, you, guys. That's David Brand of the Associated Press covering uh, Phoenix area Arizona sports for the AP. 
genuinely one of the nicest and coolest guys we had uh, on the on the beat up here. And it, it, you know, both beats got to know him because he covered state and Ole Miss for the AP, and uh, just a really cool guy. I miss him every day. Cool guy and consummate pro as well. Six zero one eight seven nine forty three ninety five is the the text line. We'll be right back. What we do next? Keep it moving, buddy. You can be a part of Sports Talk Mississippi. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven on Super Talk Mississippi. David Brandt joining us on the Farm Bureau Guest Line. Looking forward to the World Series this year. This is such a great time of year. At NBA, MLB playoffs, college football down the stretch, NFL approaching midseason. I mean, obviously high school playoffs are about to come. We'll talk to Will East tomorrow about high yeah. school football. That's that's here. Plenty, I mean, plenty what of good time stuff of going on. Premier League, too, don't forget. And the the Premier League. Premier. Premier. Yeah. I had a I had a comment to make about that on Monday. I was going to get Richard, and I forgot what it was going to be. You know, you talk about soccer being born all the time. There were two scoring plays in the Mississippi State-Arkansas game. Two. Two. There were four in the Chelsea-Arsenal game. Was it two for each team and they tied? It was. They drew. They drew. Yeah. Chelsea was up 2-0, and I was like, and they, they, and they blew, blew it. it. They blew it. I don't understand the 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 one thing. I'm not an anti, you know me. I'm not an anti soccer guy. I just don't understand the yeah. lack of playoffs. I love playoffs. It's just regular season. I mean, because it's it's round robin. You play everybody. So there's 20 teams. You play 38 games. Yeah, but home and away. But you, you can't have an improbable underdog squeak in in the wild card and make a run to the championship and win it. That doesn't happen in soccer. I bet they can win. They, they go to the Champions League. You, can get, you get that out of it, you know. Yeah. But yeah, you got to you got to win. You got to win the, the the league. There's only. I like that. Just the winner. There's one winner. There is no. You know, we went to the playoffs and the one seed. You know, got you know got ousted on penalty kicks. Now, nah, the the one seed is the one, the team, the champion is the team that drug out a 38-game, 10-month campaign to get there. The concept of promotion and relegation really is awesome, though. I mean, that that's such a good, yeah. that would never, ever happen. It would never happen because there's, there's too much money. I mean, think of, think of your, let, let's just, we won't use State or Ole Miss because I don't want to get into trouble. Let's just use South Carolina, right? I know you'll enjoy that anyway. They'll be facing so, relegation. Let's say South, they would be facing relegation, right? So if they're out of the SEC next year, that means they don't get to play on the SEC network and they don't get to make that money. That's a $60 million hit. You, you mean, they, 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 nobody's ever going to sign up for that possibility. No. Nobody. Not even Georgia and Alabama would be like, we're not going to risk that. Yeah, no shot. They like playing Vanderbilt too much. At least I think they do. Yeah. Yeah. 
Jeff and Pontotoc, by the way, said Auburn should gain 50 yards on their first play. So, uh, so they should. That. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Peyton I bet he hands off this week. week. Yeah. If I if I'm if I'm Mississippi State, I'm watching that play. I'm like, guys, they're going to run this exact same play. Mm-hmm. You crush the running back when you see him. Everybody pinch in. You let Ashford do whatever he wants. There's no way he's keeping it. Yeah. I uh, I got a text from a friend during the break, by the way. So you guys are, are spending more time on State Auburn than you are Ole Miss Vanderbilt. And he wasn't being mean. He's just like, just asking me why. And here's my answer. And I know he's listening, so you're, you're going to get a verbal answer, man. Um, because the State Auburn game, to me, into a statewide audience uh, where we have to find a way to, to generate mass appeal, right? Um, mm-hmm. In the Auburn-Mississippi State game, is the interest level is higher than that of Ole Miss-Vanderbilt. I mean, if we're being totally honest about the Ole Miss-Vanderbilt game, uh, it's a game that they should win and win comfortably and in boring fashion, quite frankly. They, they should, and they may not, but they should line up on Saturday and beat Vanderbilt in every facet of the game. Now, Vanderbilt's coming off of a bye week, and they're doing some nice things in a couple of spots, but it, it's not an interesting football game. It's not an interesting football game to fans, at least a lot of them anyway. More people, more Ole Miss people that I talk to are like, hey, what do you think about A&M? What are you watching for from A&M this weekend? Can they beat Georgia mm-hmm. is a question that I've, I've gotten more can they beat Georgia than anything about Vanderbilt this weekend. So, so that's why. It's just, it, it is a game that I don't think our 12-station, 82-county, entire state of Mississippi audience cares as much about as they do State-Auburn. Hell, I've talked to more Ole Miss fans about the State-Auburn game than, than the Ole Miss-Vanderbilt game because they want Hugh to lose again. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's like the, the odd bedfellows, right? Like last week, you know, state fans were cheering for Auburn because they they you know they don't want to see Ole Miss. But this week, I feel like Ole Miss fans will cheer for State because they want to see Freeze go down. I think so. But there will also be some Ole Miss fans who just do the normal thing and cheer for Auburn. But there will be a a, a there will be Ole Miss fans who are pulling for Mississippi State to win this game. Uh, there are also. I mean, just being honest, this is reality, at least for some. There are Ole Miss fans that want State to win, so Zach Arnett sticks around. That is a thing that Ole Miss fans feel. There's no question. There are Ole Miss fans who are like, let State win all the way up to the Egg Bowl. Let them them beat Kentucky. Let them beat A&M. Let them beat Southern Miss, and then we can beat them, we being the Ole Miss fans, and go from there. That's that's the best-case scenario. Of course, that's at that point, Borky. If State finishes eight and four with an Egg Bowl loss, I mean, I think we're okay with Zach Arnett hanging around another year. Yeah, that, if you're yeah. not, you got serious issues. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, anybody with a functioning brain. I, honestly, if I'd have told you in August they will go six and six, your reaction mm-hmm. would have been what? Like, that I'm guaranteeing you six and six. They will win six games and lose that, six games. What do you think? I would have told you I, I'm disappointed in that that result. I think they're better than that. And at this point, I would have been wrong. That but happens. That's what I would have told you then. So, yeah, I've decided I'm just going to stick with my predictions until my preseason predictions until something changes. Right. So far, my preseason predictions have been spot on. I had State four and three at this point, winning and losing the games. They, so I preseason I predicted State to beat Auburn. I'm going to stick with that. 
If they beat Auburn, I will predict them to beat Kentucky, and we will just go from there. Let's keep keep pushing until until something changes. You know. Uh, I assume an Ole Miss fan uh, here says, if I had a cowbell, I'd be ringing the heck out of it this weekend. Darren says, I'm pulling for State to keep Arnett around. Somebody says, hotty toddy and hail State. Another person says, I don't know an Ole Miss fan who wants State to win on Saturday. Yeah, well, you should have just listened to those last three text messages because there you go. There. Now you do. Now you do know some people. Uh, here's another one. Any Ole Miss fan that roots for Auburn ever after putting Treadwell breaking his leg on the cover of their student newspaper isn't a fan. It's even worse than that. That wasn't the student newspaper. That that was, was just the Auburn. That was like the Auburn Opelika, whatever the Auburn newspaper. paper. Is. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so that wasn't students doing something dumb. College students do dumb things. I'm, that's not forgiving what would have happened had it been the student newspaper. But you can more easily understand how that happens in a, at a student newspaper because it's students than an actual professional publication. There are a lot of demons with Ole Miss Auburn. It's not just you freeze. It's it's stuff like that. I still think the most egregious part of, of what happened there was when they are lifting the stretcher up. And Treadwell, I mean, he's still on the field and he's in tears, man. Like, his ankle's shattered. He's probably wondering in that moment... Can I ever play football again? I mean, my ankle is deta- or my foot is detached from my leg, basically. And that's when the ref stands there, like right next to him, and announces that he fumbled the ball and, and it was recovered by Auburn. Like, can't you wait until they get him off the field before you do that? I don't know. I know that's kind of ticky tack, but that I thought was the worst part is let them get him off the field, dude. He's crying. His leg's in, in pieces. You don't have to announce this yeah. right now. You could, they could have waited another, you know, two minutes. Yeah. But whatever. It's, it's all water under the bridge now. Only time I don't want State to win, somebody says, is the Egg Bowl. We get more of that than you would probably expect. We you really get, get more like of, yeah, I want State to win until they're playing Ole Miss, or yeah, I want Ole Miss to win until they're playing State. We got that during both College World Series runs. Now, part mm-hmm. of me wonders if there was a little, like, jealousy and trying to project that jealousy on the... But or still, they, they we just did might get have a been lot of straight-up lying happening. You know, like, oh yeah, I'm cheering for them. Go state of Mississippi. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Another one. I will never root for Auburn, especially while they have freeze. Another one. If Auburn, or excuse me, if Arnett goes eight and four, that changes things. He is then a coach yeah. that Ole Miss fans don't want to be at state. It's true. Yeah, if he turns what has happened it's into true. eight and four, that's that's pretty strong. Yeah. I mean, at that point, you, he would be four and four in the conference. Probably finishes fourth in the conference at that point. You're you're in a decent bowl game. Yeah, it would sting to lose the Egg Bowl, but you couldn't be too you know too dissatisfied with the results. Mm-hmm. I mean, he would have been three and one on the road in the SEC. That wow. is that would be an incredible mark if that happened. Yeah, and that's uh, that's got to start on Saturday. So yeah, long story short, uh, the the thing that that I think. Coming from the Ole Miss-Vanderbilt game, there's two things. Did they win? Well, check that off. And how healthy are they? I mean, that's those are the only two real points of intrigue with Ole Miss-Vanderbilt. Can they just survive the trap and move on and get ready for a much bigger game next Saturday with A&M? And can they do that while maintaining their health? Because they are very close on offense to being 100% for the first time this season. So knock on wood, Ole Miss fans. Uh, that's what I think you need to be watching for 
on Saturday. 601-879-4395 is the text line. We'll be back. Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Do you ever get so excited that you just can't wait? Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi team. I've been waiting my whole life for this. Don't touch that dial! Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Michael Borky and Brian Haydad with you. So there is an update in the Michigan sign-stealing scandal. Yes. Hit hit the breaking news. Hit it. Oh, wait. Hold on. Got to find it. There it is. Yes. Breaking news in the Michigan football sign-stealing scandal. The FBI has been working in conjunction with the University of Michigan Police Department, quote, for months, end quote, to investigate computer crimes committed by the former Wolverine offensive coordinator Matt Weiss. The university fired Weiss in January after a criminal investigation started. In late December, university police received word of, quote, computer access crimes in Schembechler Hall. Remember, Michigan and all that rich tradition, uh, their greatest coach to ever coach there. Never won a championship. That is Bo Schembechler, and placed him on leave before ultimately deciding to fire him. He has not been arrested, but police confirmed the FBI's involvement. Here's a quote. The University of Michigan Police Department has partnered with the Federal Bureau of Investigation regarding Matt Weiss's unauthorized computer access incident. Currently, the investigation is extensive, ongoing, and is of the utmost priority Additional information will be provided when available. In January, ESPN reported Weiss was placed on leave for the incident. There haven't been many updates on the situation since, although Weiss told ESPN of his intentions to cooperate with the investigation. A university employee told police, this will be the last thing, uh, about, quote, fraudulent activity involving someone accessing university email accounts without authorization, and that is what ultimately got him fired in January. That was his only season, last season, as the offensive coordinator at Michigan and got fired for computer access crimes. So, just on the surface, Michigan was good last year. They were good offensively last year. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, they took a big step forward offensively, I thought, last year. And they fired this guy for computer access crimes. I mean, unless our first our first idea was correct, and he was doing something with you know that was illicit, shall we say? Then what is that? What are you firing him for? That it couldn't just be like handled with an internal suspension uh, and 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 some some classes. And the FBI. I, 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 the, do you ever listen to the rewatchables? I don't, but I've heard of it. That podcast. All right. Well, you know they have the uh, the overacting award, and one of them is from that movie Spotlight. So I'm going to hit you with uh, the quote from that movie. They knew. 
They knew. Mm-hmm. He knew, and he 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 got hold of something there, and and something wasn't going right, and so he was like, "I'm going to get the uh, the proof." He went into other people's emails to get the proof that this is. By the way, this is all conjecture, all speculation on my yeah. part. But he went in there to get the proof that that this was going on, and now he has it. And they found out he was going into these emails, so they fired him, but it's too late. And that's the worst time to fire him, by the way, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I mean, he's already, he's already, you know, taking care of, like, precautions. He's ta- Maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe he's like, I'm just going to take some precautions just in case something happens that I've got some proof that I wasn't involved or whatever. And, and then they fired him, and he's like, oh, well, now I have the proof that you were involved. Yeah, I mean that that uh-huh. that theory is Occam's razor. the The thing that makes the most sense is probably the truth. I know it's worded better in definition, but you guys get my point. That the thing that makes the most sense is probably the correct explanation. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that add up? That- what I just said makes the most sense. What I just said makes the most sense. Yep. That that he went in there to get proof just to protect himself, and then they fired him, and now he has the proof that's going to burn them. Because who else besides the former offensive coordinator would have had the access to everything that the media now has? Mm-hmm. Who, who else would have mm-hmm. been able to leak everything to four different, five different media outlets at this point? Who else would have been able to do that? Maybe there is somebody out there, but the fired, disgruntled offensive coordinator makes the most sense. I'm not a police officer. I know we do have some officers and highway patrolmen that uh, that listen to this show. Tell us we're crazy by not going down that road in our initial theory on who busted Michigan for the sign-stealing scandal. So, Yeah. And the FBI is involved in this guy accessing some email accounts. You, you ask for miracles, Theo, I give you the FBI. 6018794395, the college football fix when we come back. I am an FBI agent. <laughs> This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Exactly. Michael Borky and Brian Haydad with you. Five o'clock hour on this Thursday. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us and making this show a part of your day. So, there's a slight update to the story we were just talking about. Uh, Michigan police have said that uh, the FBI investigation and the sign-stealing investigation are not related. Here's what... Until they are. One, do you think that they... This is conspiracy stuff. Give me my tinfoil hat. You think that they would tell you that? Oh, yeah, it's the same thing. And two, they could even be unrelated things. But that is still the guy that I think is leaking to everybody. So even if he mm-hmm. wasn't tapping into computers to get the signs to, for whatever 
that is all about. He still makes the most sense for the guy that is leaking everything to the media about what Michigan was doing with specific details. You know? That adds up to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, we're just theorizing over here. We'll uh, we'll see how this plays out. It seems like we get a new story every single day, and it's the best team, possibly the best team, in college football. Speaking of college football, it's time for the College Football Fix. Driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealer. Test Drive 1 today. F-150 in particular, Richard's got one. He loves it, and honestly, I love it too. I'm envious of Richard's, well, wait, it was there was the white one that I liked more than, than the new one that he's got, but it rained, and, you know, so he got a new F-150. I'm kidding. I do love those trucks, though. They've been the best-selling trucks in America for almost five decades. Test drive one today. You'll see why that's been the case at your local Mississippi Ford dealer. So... We talked State Auburn a little bit, did a lot yesterday as well. Briefly talked about Ole Miss and Vanderbilt, and that's kind of what it feels like that game truly deserves. So this weekend, in college football, aside from your team's game, which one intrigues you the most? Which game on this schedule grabs you more than all the rest? Is it here in the SEC? Is it... Somehow, the Pac-12 having the most interesting games on the docket every weekend. Aside from State-Auburn, what game grabs you the most? It probably is in the Pac-12. Uh, in, for, for me, in terms of watchability, in terms of what I think is going to be the best game, it's Oregon-Utah. I think that's, that should be a fantastic football game. Two hard-nosed football teams should be a lot of fun. For the sicko in me, it's Texas A&M, South Carolina. Because somebody's season is finally going to end here. And even though A&M would only be 4-4 four and four and they could technically finish 8-4, and four, I think we all know that Jimbo Fisher is not making it if they lose this game. And then if South Carolina at that point, that, that that's, that's six losses for them. They still have to play uh, Clemson, who I know Clemson isn't Clemson, but they're going to beat South Carolina, I would think. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. Plus, we've got this whole new South Carolina. Did you? We haven't talked about the South Carolina angle no. for the Michigan thing. That's happening. That's a good sicko game, you know, to watch. But Oregon Utah should be the the game of the day. Um, you have the cocktail party, which is always a fun spectacle. I, I just enjoy the overhead shots of the stadium, half orange and blue, half red and black. I think that's cool. Takes me back to the old days of, of the Egg Bowl. Um, Tennessee, Kentucky has some potential to be feisty. Here's your stat of the day. You brought up AM. Uh, stat of the day number two. The first one was uh, Major League Baseball playoff ratings being up despite no Cubs, Red Sox, Yankees, Dodgers got eliminated in three, still up 7% year over year. Stat of the day number two Kevin Sumlin. Through 67 games at Texas A&M, was 45 and 22. Kevin Sumlin also recently arrested for DUI in Florida during recently his arrested. team's off yes. week. Yes. Jimbo Fisher in that same time frame, 43 and 24. Two more losses, two fewer wins for Jimbo Fisher. Oh, and adding to that, yeah. At, a, lot at more money USC, a lot more money. At USC, 
Clay Helton, who's now at Georgia Southern. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they play tonight. He's doing a pretty good job over there too. They're five and two, I believe, yeah, on the year. Good. They're not bad. Seventeen and five. He was through twenty-two games. Lincoln Riley has coached twenty-two games at USC. You want to guess his record? Well, he must be better. Must be like twenty and two. Seventeen Wait, and no. five. Oh, identical. Literally Don't know identical. What you got till it's gone? Oh goodness gracious! These these yeah, I'm I'm. I really do think, I think they'll beat South Carolina, so it's not an issue. But if they don't, if we, we will be talking about Jimbo Fisher being fired on Monday mm-hmm. if they lose to South Carolina. Bobby Petrino will, will coach in Oxford. Yeah. Or but. Yeah. What What's so crazy about about A and M, and what's so interesting about the the possibility of that job coming open? I, I mean, it, it feels like. Lance Leopold, Mike Elko would be the the two most obvious candidates. You dropping seventy million dollars to hire Lance Leopold? See, uh, well, you're, and you're dropping seventy million dollars to fire Jimbo Fisher. So, I mean, how much gas hiking can we take in this country? I can't afford to pay ten dollars a gallon. And at that point, I'm going to have to get a bike, and we're and we're not going to have any more remotes at that point because I can't afford to come. So. I don't know what they're going to do. They they really, I mean, I'm just telling you right now. We, we, this is college football season. We just saw this Michigan sign-stealing thing. If I'm Texas A&M, I, I, I might go down to the morgue and get a body and just throw it in Jimbo Fisher's truck and just be like, oh, my God, we had to fire him. He killed somebody. Here's a question. you got to save yourself this money somehow. So a lot of people have theorized that Harbaugh will not be at Michigan next year. That he's going to have enough of the NCAA and all this stuff and try to get back into the NFL. And if he wants back into the NFL, I think somebody will uh, afford him that opportunity. What's a better job? Michigan or Texas A&M? That's a... a that's not me like trying to be dramatic. That is a legitimately good question. <sighs> Thank you. I think I think it's Michigan. I think it's Michigan. But, but, yeah, we've just we've just heard the sleeping giant stuff with Texas A and M for so long. Eventually, the giant's just in a coma, and there's no there's no getting him out of it. And you've got to talk to his family and tell them that they got to make a decision on pulling the plug. But that's not here yet, and the right coach at A&M could win big, big, big there. It just hasn't happened yet. That's why if I'm Texas A&M, I'm not fooling around. I'm going to put as much money in front of Urban Meyer until he, he can't possibly say no. I'm going to go all in, and if that doesn't work, if Urban Meyer can't win at Texas A&M, then you know that nobody can win at Texas A&M, and let's just do the best we can at 8-4. and four. Mm-hmm. We get this message. I'm still interested in how good Georgia is. Yeah, that that's a game I'll be watching closely without Brock Bowers. So uh, I saw what Josh Pate said on his show, and, and you know, there's there's some truth to what he said that when you have injuries uh, like Brock Bowers at Georgia, some so often a guy emerges that you didn't know had this ability, but now that they're the guy, they unlock a level of themselves that we haven't seen before. I just don't believe 
that there is another Brock Bowers in the United States of America, let alone on Georgia's roster. That's not a knock on any other person on Georgia's roster. They've got talented guys at every single position. But I think Brock Bowers is special. Unique special. And Mm -hmm. even the football factory that is Georgia, I mean, do they have have Jalen Carter on their team this year? They're really good and dominant on their defensive line, but he was special. And they, they replaced him... With very, very good. Elite, probably. But not him. And so, with Bowers gone, even if they're good at tight end, they're not him. And just good, or just really good at tight end, there's a chance they lose to Auburn. But they had Brock Bowers. And he, flat out, which is so hard to do as a non-quarterback on a football field, took over the game. And won the game on his own. I just I need to see it first before I believe that Georgia will not miss a beat without a uniquely special player like him. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. A lot of your messages have come in on this. We will uh, get to more of those. This has been the College Football Fix. It'll continue to be the uh, College Football Fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealer. A lot of messages. We'll get to those when we come back. I, I teased it earlier. I do want to get to this... Uh, this high school football story, a previously viral high school football team, is uh, is back on the field, uh, apparently, and we'll tell you all about it. I think authorities need to step in and make sure this doesn't happen, but we will uh, we will have to see. Either way, a lot coming your way as we move along in the five o'clock hour. Sports Talk Mississippi, don't go anywhere. To the sports. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. So let's get rolling on Super Talk Mississippi. With you, we'll go to the text line. Somebody says, someone had Manziel and Evans. Not to take up for Jimbo, just saying. Jimbo had more money to buy recruiting classes than than anybody. I mean, he signed the greatest recruiting class by the the measurable aspects of it in college football history a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, I feel like the scales are kind of balanced there. Yeah. It's possible that that job is just not as good as people think it is. You you can throw money at a lot of stuff, but th- there there's got to be some other stuff as well and maybe they just don't have it. Kiffin was 18 and 7 in his first two years at USC while in NCAA hell. Yeah, Kiffin uh, had basically the same record as Lincoln Riley while facing 30 scholarship restrictions and I mean, the last real hammer that the NCAA laid down, if you think about what they got punished for. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm i just thinking about the, the the Manziel thing. I'm just like, you know, 
There's been plenty of talent to go through. Talent has not been Texas A&M's issue no. the past few years. So I bet somebody could talk the idiots into A&M into hiring Arnett. They hired Bjork, so why not? Huh. It's true. Just uh, someone says Michigan definitely is a better job. Another one says A&M. He would win the Natty in three years at A&M. Somebody says, but you'd have to live in Michigan. I hate to tell you, there are some parts of Michigan, and I know there are parts that are oh, not, awesome, and yeah. I understand that. Ann Arbor is a sweet place. I mean, it, it is a spectacular place to live. It's cold, but Ann Arbor's really cool. Yeah. A little, uh, little elitist, but I get it. Just get you a home on the Upper Peninsula. He'll be fine. The game uh, another person's most interested in is Texas because they'll maybe get to see Arch play. Not going to start. He's, he's not going to start. They, they did game. announce him. Yeah. He's not going to start. We'll see if he gets to play, though. Surely. This is something I've noticed that coaches are not taking advantage of this four games as much anymore. And they're just, they're yeah. just letting the red shirt sit. You know? Has Walker Howard played? Oh, he's a, hey, wait, hold on. Never mind. He's already redshirted, so it doesn't matter. Right, but he uh, he played against Mercer. Played against Mercer? Okay. Yeah. He was, That's really the only game that w- that they could have gotten in. He was the one warming up, by the way, when Dart got banged up against Arkansas. Yeah? Boy, that would have been interesting. I, I, I don't know what that means. It could have been absolutely nothing. He could have just been throwing a ball for the hell of it. But he when, when Dart got banged up, it was, it was him that... Started preparing, looking, seemingly looking like he was preparing uh, to play. Somebody said, AM should throw the whole bank account at Kiffin. You just want to see the meltdown from T Sun fans. That is an acronym I have not seen in a while. T Sun. T Sun's <laughs> making a comeback. I mean, we're talking about Michigan today, and yeah, that's what that's Woody... T Ton. He called him the team up north. He didn't call him oh, the school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, that was me. I came up with a team, the team up, the school up north. Well, Lyle says there isn't another Brock Bowers, but they have plenty of talent to step up. We'll see how much of an impact that uh, that actually has. But that that is a game. I mean, Florida's been better lately. Uh, what, what Georgia are you going to get? Are you going to get focused, engaged, locked in, ready to tear some you know what up, or are you going to get the Georgia that went to Jordan Hare? Um. But yeah. this is our first look at the Bulldogs without their best player. Being a rivalry game, you got to feel like they're going to be locked in. This is the cocktail party. It's the biggest game on the schedule. It's their fans, their fans want to win it the most. They'll be ready to play. Somebody's asking for Jimbo's record, uh, like of all time uh, as a head coach. I will tell you, he was eighty-three and twenty-three at Florida State, including a national championship. He was 48-16 and 16 in conference play. And uh, he is 43-24 and at A&M, only five games above 500 in SEC play for a total of 126-47. I mean, you know. I mean, the, the, he had a really good run at Florida, Florida State, State and then went 10-3, and 10-3, 5-6. And, and nothing wrong with ten and three, right? I mean, they they finished in the top ten in twenty sixteen, but then yeah, twenty seventeen they just fell apart in a way that you're not allowed to fall apart at Florida State. And then he kind of got out ahead of the posse 
and has just been, you know, I mean, it, it's weird. You know, a lot of a lot of people when they talk about their team, right? They talk about the COVID year, and they're like, "Look, we don't really count the COVID year." You know, things were so weird. Like if you're a Mississippi State fan, State was three and seven in the COVID year. In a regular year, they probably went six and six, right? They probably beat their FCS team, and they had two Group of Five teams that year. They might not have beaten NC State, but they probably would have gone six and six, right? Which is a totally respectable first year head coach record. So state fans are like, ah, we don't, you know, we don't want to talk about the COVID year. A and M fans are the opposite. They want to all talk about the COVID year. They were nine and one. <laughs> like, oh, that was the best year. Can we do that every year? Yeah. We just have a pandemic every season. I mean, one that says Michigan's a national brand, largest endowment of em- of any public university. Big Ten much weaker, top to bottom. Far better job than A and M. Uh, no leakage at A and M is another one. Lucas is going to go off the rails more often. They are all locked in at A&M. Nobody's jumping off the reservation. Nobody's getting out of line at A&M. I promise you that. You'll never have a leak there. Uh, Lucas says we need to go off. Yeah, I know, right? Old Rock. Old Rock the good ag. Old Rock the good ag. Yeah. He'll he'll see to that. That video of the yell leaders uh, at Tennessee where it's somebody filming from the upper decks, and so you can't hear the yeah. yells that they're doing, and it's a Taylor Swift song. Yeah. So it looks like the yell yes. leaders are dancing to Taylor Swift. Look, they're synced, per- synced up. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, Lucas says I that we should go off the, the rail. when you walked in. There you go. Oh, do you know the rest of that song? I know you know that song. That's a good song. Let's be honest. I know a little bit That's of a it. good song. I- so I know that song more because of the video they made with the goats. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, where like when she says I'm I'm lying on the cold hard ground and it goes to one of those screaming goats. Yeah, I know that one better. Yeah, so Taylor Swift is good. I'm I mean, she's good. I'm sorry. I I know I shouldn't admit she's that. She's a as fantastic a man entertainer. Yeah, but they know forty year old men like me saying that's my favorite artist. Uh, I'm not having this discussion again. We're not doing this no, again. No, we're not doing, we're this not doing it again. Done. We're not recycling this bit. No. It's a good bit, though, but no. It is. Lucas does say that we should go off the rails more often. Lucas, if you were here for the opening segment of the show today, maybe we, should, was, re- maybe we should rein it in a little bit. <laughs> If you weren't here, the podcast is available wherever you get them right after the show. 15, 20 minutes or so is what it takes to upload. You get this show, Absent. Commercial breaks, just this show. Hey, Dad and I talking about how I need a little extra spending money, and the audience suggested I get an OnlyFans. So that is how we open the show today. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, a fine idea. Shirtless picks. Yeah. You know, whatever you know, whatever it's like works. One of those things, it's like, you know, when people are like, oh, I listen, like the first person who came up to me in public and was like, I listened to the podcast, I was just like, that's the craziest thing I can imagine. I cannot imagine like starting an OnlyFans and then just sitting there one night and something pops up. You have a subscriber. Be like, really? <laughs> really? Call the police. You know, it's well. At that point, I'm just like, this has to be someone who's trying to get me fired. They're like, well, I want to see what Hey Dad's doing. 
I, my OnlyFans would just be me there giving out like fatherly advice. <laughs> like to all the young ladies here on this app, y'all, please call your dads. We got to get you back in the homes. All right, we can't. You don't. This is not what your father wanted for you. I promise. I just got a text that said, uh, "FYI, Taylor Swift made Travis Kelsey famous." Uh, he made Travis or she, excuse me, made Travis Kelsey better. Did you see the stat comparison? Yeah, the stat's crazy. It's crazy how much better he is with. But that, that's true about anything, right? If your girlfriend is there, don't you want to show out? And he wants to show out for Taylor Swift. I mean, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Our audience out there, this is not a joke. This is not a bit. Travis Kelsey, when Taylor Swift is in attendance, is significantly better at every measurable statistic than when she's not at games. She makes him play better. Yeah. The Chiefs just need to hand her an ownership stake in the team at this point. Make her be there. Yes. Yes. My favorite part of this is watching Jackson Mahomes uh, be jealous. That guy he sucks. Is. I'm sorry. The, one of the worst people on earth. Grown man making TikTok dances. How they let him around Taylor Swift is so disappointing. What are you going to do? It's the it's the quarterback's brother. Oh, I got something. I want. Speaking of Mahomes, tease that because we got 15 about, seconds. All right, I got something I want to talk about. Mahomes in the Olympics. Patrick Mahomes in the Olympics. When we come back at Sports Talk Mississippi, don't go anywhere. Sports in Mississippi. You'll hear about it here. Here. Sports Talk Mississippi. You like this show, huh? Yeah! Super Talk Mississippi. All right, Sports Talk Mississippi. Borky and Haydad with you. So, Haydad, you talked about, or you teased, I should say, the proceeds, mm. Patrick Mahomes in the Olympics. Yes. So I saw this uh, the other day that the the the, United, the Olympic Committee has, has voted to make flag football a sport, an Olympic sport, and that the NFL is going to encourage players to participate. So two things. One, this is the easiest gold medal we'll ever win. There will never be an easier gold medal than, than the flag football gold medal. But two, or seven on seven, right? Let's let's just assume, I mean, I guess we'll have to go. Is that, you know, what, it is? Is that what Olympic flag football would some, be, a seven on seven? Right. Yeah, there's no there's no lineman. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess you have a, like a center or, or But could it be know. fewer than seven is what I'm asking. It would be five on five? Possibly, I guess. Possibly, I guess. But, I mean, what does that team look like? I mean, Mahomes... Patrick Mahomes, to me, might be the greatest possible flag football quarterback you could ever have. Who Who is better? I mean, he does flag football things on the field in the NFL now. You give me him, and you give me Tyreek Hill, I don't know, really need a whole – I don't really care who the other players are at this point. If I've got him and Tyreek Hill, I've, I, I'm winning the gold medal in flag football. So the field is going to be 70 by 30. Mm -hmm. End zones are still going to be 10 yards. This is reading from Olympics.com, so I assume it's correct. Um, 
Sure. Yeah. Two 20-minute halves. Mm-hmm. Uh, five players on each team. Twelve people total on the so, team. So, five players on the field. So five on five. So we put... So, I mean, defensively, we're going to put, what, two safeties and three corners out there. I might I might put all corners, to be honest. Yeah, with the size of uh, the corners five, in the NFL, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're, again, size is not a huge thing here. We're not tackling. True, but just the so, length. I, mean, I need and speed. The... I want speed. Yeah. Um, and then I want Mahomes, Tyreek Hill. I want a couple of running backs who can catch. Kamara, Kamara might be a good choice. Yeah. Running backs who can catch. Christian McCaffrey. Um, and then McCaffrey would be a great choice there. And then I want, I mean, this is a sport where Derrick Henry is useless. You, you got no need for Derrick Henry. None. And then I want, a, I want a big receiver that I can just throw it up to in the end zone. DK. Like, who, who would that? Yeah, DK. Okay. I've, I've got my team. I want, I know who I want. I want McCaffrey and Kamara. Well, it's only 5-on-5. Five five. I want McCaffrey. This is my starting lineup. McCaffrey, Tyreek Hill, DK, and AJ. And Mahomes is my quarterback. That's my <laughs> offense. Nobody on planet Earth is stopping that. Now, now think about this. You you that need line- a sword. <laughs> that lineup against Kazakhstan. You got you got a bunch of like five foot yeah. eight dudes that that are farmers in their spare time on the Kazakhstani flag football team going up against DK Metcalf. Yeah. Somebody says you think it's going to be a walkover. The Fijian team and the rugby nations will be full of bulldozers. It's flag football. Flag football. I don't need to tackle them. I just got to grab the flag. Gosh. No. No. It's all about speed. About elusiveness. Another one. Rugby players would dominate flag football if they could restrain from demolishing the ball carrier. How would a rugby player be able to keep up with DK, though? Yeah. He can't. We're going over the top. Oh my God! Can you imagine Mahomes when he's like on a what a five Mississippi rush, a ten Mississippi rush? Yeah. He's got ten seconds to just stand there and scan the. He's not ever going to throw an incompletion. So he says, or Jamaica with receivers that run four one. Yeah, they wouldn't have to be physical at that point. I can't believe a speed that the NFL hasn't set up an academy uh, in uh, Lucy, Jamaica, or whatever, like this small little Jamaican yeah. fishing village, and just. Hey guys, you want to learn how to play football? Make millions of dollars. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they do it well, in I mean, Europe. The Dominican like, why, Republic's why we already a... down there with MLB. Right. Well, just, just. We've got football academies in I've Germany, always... buddy. No, get me one of those sprinters. I've always thought about? that about soccer. Like we should have, you should basically be looking at like your 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 junior high kids, who you can tell are good football players. But they're not good enough to be NFL guys. But they've got speed and athleticism, and you start leaning them over towards soccer. They're like, "Why don't you come on over here?" It's a good idea, actually. I've always thought, like, you know, I know over in in England and stuff, those kids get in the academies at like six, seven years old. That's too young in America because those kids are still thinking they can play in the NFL. But when you get to like twelve or thirteen, you're like. Look, kid, I mean, you could maybe get a scholarship at a, at a small school and play for four years there, or you could come you know, be part of the U.S. men's national team. We'll pay for your college education, and uh, you could become an, a, a, a hero, you know? Yeah. 
I do think the Olympics has completely lost the plot, though. I mean, the stuff that's in the yeah. Olympics now is so stupid. And I, I like the Olympics. I, I know that it's getting less and less popular. But, I mean, flag football? The, the genesis of yeah. the Olympics is supposed to be like, mono e mono. I'm stronger than you. I'm faster than Wrestling, you. Wrestling. Racing, yeah. Yes, weightlifting, yeah. that kind it's of stuff. Badminton. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah. Ping pong. But I don't, you know what, though? I don't, I don't mind. I, I, I like watching this stuff. You know, I'll watch the Olympics. I'll, I'll watch the crazy stuff. You will? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I can't do trampoline or whatever. It, well, yeah, that's a bit much. But, like, you, you know, obviously I'm tuned in for the 100-meter dash. I'm tuned in for the big stuff. But, you know, you tell me that flag football is on. And, I mean, th- you, you're not old enough, I guess, to remember the original Dream Team, you know. And I'm not. It was one of those things where I knew I knew we were going to win the gold medal. I watched that simply to see the carnage. I was like, "How bad?" Like I remember the first game was against Angola, which is if you don't know where Angola is, it's a African nation along the uh, the the west coast of Africa. And I was like, "They legitimately might score two hundred points in this game, the Americans." And it, it was like I think the final score was like one forty three to fifty nine or something like that. it was something stupid. And I was just like, "This is going to be the greatest thing ever." Carnage every game, and it really was. I mean, they they murdered everybody they played. So that was. That's, I feel like this was the same thing would happen here. Like Mahomes and 100%. company would just be putting up like like, and, and then you know I, you're gonna have to. I, can do you run the ball in flag football? Because I would not throw on a, on a secondary full of NFL cornerbacks in flag football. Is there pass interference in flag football? I mean, if you're telling me they can body them up, goodness. Speaking of wide receivers that would be good on the flag football team, did you see uh, Chris Olave got arrested? Which yes, it, what was he going seventy to thirty five? I'm surprised. I know different yeah. states have different laws. I, I did not realize that that was an arrestable uh, offense. That's a uh, reckless w- driving felony. Yeah. Wasn't intoxicated or anything, just speeding seventy to thirty five, and yeah, he tells the officers pulled the. Uh, I play for the Saints. Yeah, the cops like okay. The guy's like and. Yeah. yeah, that's what he said. I did he get said, a kick and? out of. I got a kick out of uh, the Kenner Police Department releasing the body cam footage of a routine arrest on a speeding charge. I was like, "Sure, you get that aggregation. I got you. You get those clicks, buddy." Uh, I mean, but the thing is, if the Saints were five and two or six and one, then I play for the Saints would have been like, "Oh, okay. Uh, drive safe. We'll uh, hopefully don't see you again. Have a good one." But they stink. And he's running the ba- he's running wrong routes and giving up on plays. So, sir, I play for the Saints. I don't care. Frankly, your yeah, play like, on the field should yeah. lead to you getting arrested. So ten, this this makes more sense. Ten years now. ago, ten years ago, Marcus Colston walks away from that. Yes, there's oh, Mr. Colston, you have a good day. Jimmy Jimmy Graham walks away from that. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, it would have been man. simply it would have been it was simple as can we get a couple of autographs from Drew Brees. Yeah, I can make that happen. All right, you're good to go. But now, yeah, they're like, no, I watched the game Thursday, Chris. You're coming. <laughs> Hands behind your back, please. You're coming with me. You're coming with me, buddy. Can Pete Carmichael go what? 70 and a 35? Can can that happen? We, we, And then when they pull him over, the, the other body from the morgue at Texas A&M is in that trunk. Yeah, I oh! Think- 
Pete, I think we can all agree that framing people is bad. But, based on but. the play calling this year, if the Kenner police wanted to frame Pete Carmichael for going 17-35, I'm not against it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fight too hard for that one. Like, hey, you know what, Pete? You should. You should. You knew the rules. You knew the rules when you got in the car. I'm not. You know. Oh, what's this? Whole bag full of something. We need the Borky uh, herb bag. Yeah, the the from his high school days. We need. We need the tarragon bag in the back of his car. What do we have here, Pete? Little devil's lettuce. You're going away for a long time, at least until Sunday. <laughs> you let Derek Carr call the game. <laughs> 601-879-4395. We'll be right back. To Sports Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Too much love drives a man insane. You broke my wind. What about a threat? All right, Michael Borky, Brian Hayden, with you, real quick. This Michigan story just keeps delivering, guys. It just there's something new every we day. More? Yes, we more? have more. Go, Ross go, Dellinger, go. friend of the show, Ross Dellinger, reporting during TCU's game against Michigan in last year's college football playoff semifinal. Trickery was afoot. TCU coaches, having gained information on Michigan's elaborate sign-stealing scheme, changed many of their place call signals. Before kickoff, however, head coach Sonny Dykes and the Horn Frog staff had a grander idea than just changing signals. They pulled a fast one on the Wolverines. They mixed in new play call signals with the old ones, using what one TCU staff member described as, quote, dummy signals, end quote, in an effort to trick the Michigan staff. The dummy signals were the old play calls that had since been changed. Players were told to ignore the dummy signals and run the original play as called with the new signals. One TCU coach said sometimes we froze a play before the snap. We'd call a play, then we'd signal in another play with an old signal, but we told the players to run the first call. So TCU would act like they were changing the play, use an old sign, and they weren't changing the play. TCU scored 51 points on the best Michigan defense in a long time. I mean... If circumstantial evidence was acceptable, I mean, Michigan would already be thrown out of the NCAA. <laughs> There's so much smoke. It is incredible. I, I just love it. I, I love mean, if you're an Ohio much. State fan, you've got to be fuming. Yeah, They've cost you huge the last two years. I mean, Ohio State got into the playoff last year, but they probably should have been the two-seed playing TCU who they would have smoked and yeah. gotten into the national championship game against a Georgia team that they nearly beat. Yep. Missing three offensive players. And then the year before, they didn't even get to go to the playoff because Michigan beat them. Yeah. I mean, I'm just telling you, like I said, Ohio State-Michigan, that rivalry, is it's getting turned up a notch as a result of this. If this happened here, we might have to cancel the show. I don't know that it could go on. I don't 
I think I think they just have to give Cross his show, and I'd have Thunder and Lightning. That'd and be you it. could produce them both. You could just do both. But but that's it's like yeah, never the twain shall meet. Uh, that high school thing, by the way, that I kept talking about all day, it deserves more time. But Bishop Sycamore, the 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 same they're guy back. involved, they're back. They're playing a game next month against another high school team that schools in the area have refused to play because they think that that school also has questionable admissions and academic practices. If you haven't watched the Bishop Sycamore documentary, you should. That guy should be in jail. The manipulation, uh, putting the kids in harm's way, guy's a criminal. And yet, somehow, there are still people that are entrusting their children with them to play a game soon. Unbelievable. But that's the story. Ah. We may give it more time later, but we just, we've been having fun today. Well, high school football's tomorrow, so we'll, yeah. we'll comment on it. What do you do with Harbaugh now? Where does he go from here? The NFL. The NFL. He'll escape scot-free. Yeah, he will. Absolutely he will. Although... I learned today that the NFL suspended former Ohio State coach Jim Tressel for, I think, seven games, randomly, for the the tattoo scandal when Jim Tressel's players were selling their own items in exchange for tattoos and some cash, and Tressel didn't report it to the NCAA, so he got fired too. Yeah, that's what used to be scandalous in college football. Um, The NFL decided to drop a suspension on him to, to avoid him getting hired by the NFL the next year. How dumb is that? Oh, well. That won't happen again. I mean, that won't happen again. Nah. Or, but with sign stealing, if you're Roger Goodell, and integrity of the game is so important with gambling and everything else involved. The shield. The shield. Oh, that's a good point with gambling and and its relationship with the NFL. Yeah, they they might have to give them a, can we call it a show cause? Yeah. One year show cause. I mean, I I would consider it, honestly. I this is bad, man, and it just gets worse uh, every every. Yeah, I agree day. with this. Had what happened with Michigan happened with State or Ole Miss, then the days when Mullen roamed the sidelines would be so tame compared. There is no way the game could be played on Thanksgiving. I agree with that. Like if if old let's let's just just because it's games in Starkville, right? Let's say that Ole Miss was the one doing the sign stealing. There's no way that they could let Ole Miss fans come to Starkville. There's no way. It just no you, way. you know sometimes in, in in European soccer they ban visiting fans from the game, and so you just have a couple empty sections. That's just what it would have to be. And if you are an Ole Miss fan, you better wear maroon and sit there silently. And the and the opposite is true. The opposite is true. There's there's no way. There's no way you could allow it. There's they also, couldn't play the game. There's a picture floating around of what is it an Oregon game last year. Where somebody mm-hmm. sitting in the stands, noticed, he's sitting there, sitting yeah. there recording he's the, he's the phone up. Yeah, yeah. This they had a network. Mm-hmm. This is a spy network, like the CIA. Like they were sending people all over the country just in case we play them. We need to be ready. Thank That's you so incredible. much. For I mean, I give them credit. Uh, it, it, credit. Was, it was elaborate, elaborately stupid, as it turns out as well. Uh, probably more is going to happen between now and tomorrow, but we got high school football, Bruce, picks, two questions, Food Friday, and more coming for you. 3 o'clock tomorrow. Live Richard in Oxford tomorrow. Live in Oxford. We will see you tomorrow at 3. Y'all have a good night. Oh, it's incredible! 
Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.